You're listening to the Nerd to Know Media Network. Join us at nerdtoknowmedia.com. Broadcasting from the Blanchestan Center. This is Phoenix FM. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to pitch bad movies and share bad. According to the Nerd Index, you should be upside down in a junior high toilet around the clock. This is the Good luck! Tide goes in, tide goes out. Never miss communication. It's over 9,000! My name is Foxy. The balls are in there. It's the first day of September 2018. This is show number seven of the relaunch Nerd to Know Basis. Great show coming up this week. Uh, let's get right into it with our first segment. We have a packed studio here today. I am Daryl Connor, your host, joined by Connor Manning. Thank you very much, Daryl. Corey McChrystal of the Eternal Bunch and the rest Yo. of you at the National Desk. John Lynch. Hey, what's up? And the mysterious Rob Panateri. How are things, Rob? I'm alright. I'm a bit under the weather. That's why I am mysterious. But guys, we have uh, a lot to get through here today. Um, you know, lots of random and weird stuff always happens on the internet. So when I was going through making the ads, I was like, okay, let's see what we can talk about here today. And one of the most entertaining things that I came across was a podcast called How Did This Get Made? Okay. And basically, this is by a group of insiders, uh, Paul Shear, Jason Macoseris, and uh, June Diane Raphael, who comes out and just talks about the worst movies ever made and critiques them. That sounds like my job. But <laughs> I work in an exhibition, so that's what I do all day, every day. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, well, let's, uh, let's talk about a few of the movies that, that they bring up. The one I listened to on the way in was Sucker Punch. Ah, uh, yes. yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that movie is absolutely atrocious. <laughs> it's like it gave a 14-year-old, like, 50 pixie sticks and a piece of paper. And, <laughs> <laughs> Draw us a movie, boy. Uh, <laughs> but it is disjointed, I think, is a nice way of saying it. Disjointed? Yes. And have you no- not cohesive. Have you noticed that the, ma- <laughs> that the majority, of the mo- uh, majority of the movie is either a reference to or full-on discussion of rape? Yes. Mm. It was eye candy for sexual offenders. Yeah, it, it is the most rapey movie I have ever seen. And yes, I use the word rapey. rapey. It's, a, it's a verb. It's a verb. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's basically... Adjective. Oh, if I dance... Everyone becomes hypnotized. And then I'm sorry, I have to say up. adjective. Adjective. Oh, sorry. Adjective. Oh. Raping, sorry, w- raping would be sorry a verb. For a grammar, guys. <laughs> grammar. Grammar's important. Um, but no, there's the dancing scene where it is just someone being raped. Mm. And then the the stepfather tries to rape her and gets shot in the face. No, uh, the, the stepfather um, basically gets... Basically, the story is he doesn't get everything in the will. It's left to the daughters. Yeah. So he tries to kill one of them, not rape them. But it looks kind of rapey. No, but there's, there's the thing, that's what they're bringing up in this, because apparently there's the subtext where he is trying to rape her, but they pass it off as she's being killed. 
and then the bullet. Then why the hell did they bring up the will and everything and him tossing up the will and burning it in the fire? Because it makes no sense. (laughs) (laughs) That is one of the... And basically to go off on an absolute huge rant about this, but the biggest offender on this podcast is one, Nicolas Cage. Oh, Nicholas Cage. Yeah. What can we say about uh, him? Do you know, some people actually turn down movies. Nicholas Cage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh. But uh, let's spend some time here on Nicholas Cage because this poor chap. Can I just recommend Google search Nick Cage as everything? Oh, yeah. You will waste an entire afternoon just seeing some of the best photoshops of your life. Can I also recommend one? There's, I think it's a college humor vid. Yeah. Where it's um, Nick Cage is calling his agent, and his agent is pitching him ideas, and like, okay, here's like, here's an example. This is one movie you wouldn't do: Schindler's List as an action movie. Oh, do it! <laughs> oh my god! Oh <laughs> my god! If anyone gets time, do look that up. I think it's College Humor, but it'll be on YouTube. We'll post it on our Facebook page yes, afterwards. Yeah, 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 we'll yeah, post yeah. It on our Facebook page. Um, but no, okay. It used to be. Like a good actor. That was my point, Rob. Yeah, but he's only good at losing like his head. That's all he's. No, no, good at. no. Well, here's the thing, right? Where do we mark where Nicolas Cage went down? I know his peak was face off. The Waker right. Man. And Connor. The Waker Man. Mm. That and was bad. Wind Talkers was bad too. Yeah. But The Wicker Man is actually a whole topic for uh, Hell to Just Get Made. Oh, and that movie made is just horrible. But let, let's just run down some of the movies he's been in since, you know, the dark days of Nicolas Cage. <laughs> National Treasure. Oh. First one I thought was okay. I mean, I didn't think it was great, but yeah. I just kind of like it was watchable. It was watchable. Yeah. Um, the Ant Bully. The, seen never seen it. The Wicker Man. Oh, that's mm. terrible. World Trade Center. Uh, okay. I avoided it because I, I think it's just propaganda <laughs> yeah, film. Yeah. Ghost Rider. Yeah, I saw that. Mm. Yeah. I did. I mean, I my expect my expectations were so low going to see it. I think that I kind of thought, oh well, maybe it's not as terrible as everyone said. National Treasure 2. Yeah, that was pretty bad. Bangkok Dangerous. That, that was terrible. Knowing. I haven't seen it. No. Bad Lieutenant. Oh, that's oh, brilliant. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> the, Sorcerer Appre- the Sorcerer's Apprentice. Yeah. Season of the Witch. No. Trespass. Yeah. I haven't seen it. Uh, and then Ghost Rider 2. And there's more. Basically, it goes down the list of more offensive movies. Bad, uh, bad Lieutenant Protocol is actually like a little silver lining amongst all the crap. One thing you have to give him is that he gets a true about four or five movies a year. It's actually quite impressive. Yeah. It is quite impressive. Just his work rate, the sheer amount of crap that he can turn out. <laughs> he definitely must not be good with his money, though. No, that's the thing. I, th- I think the man does have tax problems. Because how else would you just I know for it? a fact that his, uh, his son has a heavy metal band. And I think he's pumping money into that. That's a big thing. <laughs> but like he's not the name he once was maybe how do you know how much he's actually getting a film now maybe he's actually not getting like a huge amount by Hollywood standards yeah. and like instead of doing one big job a year like say George Clooney or Brad Pitt would do maybe he does like ten little projects that maybe don't pay as much but seriously how do you justify <laughs> Bangkok Dangerous his wife was um, Asian <laughs> and I think this is like kind of a uh, uh, he, he fell in love you remember like he went through the stage where he fell in love with like Elvis memorabilia so he married Elvis's daughter Elvis's daughter and then he went through a whole Asian culture thing so he married an Asian woman and made Bangkok dangerous in the process he actually has a big like, cause, like he has a big sleeve of like dragons and stuff on his arm mm-hmm. at least he used to what about the wicker man oh I don't know that was really bad drunk 
Yeah. <laughs> he must have been on some gear for he that He just man. wanted to hit women and get away. <laughs> yeah, that's, actually, it, that's, that's it. That's actually, it. To be, to be fair, right? Yeah. That movie sucks for the most part of it until the last half an hour when he just goes bonkers. Well, he's he's in a suit. And he's there, he goes, he goes and digs a little gear. Yeah. If, if anybody can make a, um, a, com- a compilation of just every instance where he hits a woman, a woman. Yeah. Oh, it's done. It's on YouTube. There is yeah, one. It is. Two yeah. dizzy rascals bonkers. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. There's also one very quickly. Uh, there actually is a James Bond hitting women women one which is actually even better yeah yeah James that, yeah. Bond hates women like kind of uh, thing and it's just we put Sean that up on YouTube as well yeah? we'll put that up on the Facebook <laughs> yeah, as well. sorry I didn't mean to cut across <laughs> you there you'd wonder who reads his scripts you know are they sitting there thinking oh an apocalypse movie with a transgender love interest yeah that sounds about right for me <laughs> that's what I want to be involved I, I, in his manager should have been fired about five years ago six years ago well, if you believe the, uh, if you believe, like I said, the the agent video from College Humor, it's his agent telling him just don't. Why are you doing this? <laughs> <laughs> you can turn them down. You know, okay. As bad as this is, right? Have any of you guys ever seen Battlefield Earth? Yes. Yeah. I think so. Who I was in know. that again? That was. This is the movie with uh, what's his name again? Oh, oh it escapes me. Battlefield Earth. Oh, I know. John Travolta. John Travolta. John Travolta. Yeah, that's a weird. That's a weird. This film. is the, the Scientology. This is part of the trilogy that was supposed to happen about the your man Ron L. Hubbard. Yeah, I haven't seen it, but I know. The terrible writer. Way, yeah. Absolutely. This terrible. is the only thing that beats Nicolas Cage for the most raspberries ever won. It holds the record for the most raspberries. I ever. thought uh, that girl, uh, not that girl, that film, um, Call Girl, or what was it called? I don't know. Showgirls. Showgirls. I thought that is like the record for most Razzies ever won. This beats it. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. This beats it because it's just The director so... actually turned up to the Razzies to accept his awards for that year. Well, you would. Yeah. You would. You no, would. most of them don't. I mean, Sandra Bullock also turned up for it because she won, the same year she won the Oscar for The Blind Side, she turned up and accepted her Razzie for Worst Actress in All About Steve. That was a horrible movie. Yes, that was the only a horrible good film she was in was probably Demolition Man or Demolition Man. What a movie! That's a great film. What a it movie. predicted Schwarzenegger's rise in politics. It, it did. did. It, it did. did. Oh it my did. God. <laughs> it still might happen, by the way. Yeah, he may actually do it. Yeah, he may actually do it. But Demolition Man, have I just want to go do a quick roundtable here? Who has seen Demolition Man here? Yeah. I have. Yeah. I haven't. Afraid I haven't. Oh god! You have to see it. Though. You have to see it, yeah. Corey and Connor, man. So you guys have to see it. Wesley Snipes. Wesley Snipes. Tell you one thing, he, his kicks are phenomenal. Yeah, he beats the you know what out of that window. Yeah, he does. It really does. <laughs> it's awesome. Basically, it's a post-apocalyptic world. Not really. Kind of. The whole world kind of uh, collapses, and they go into this. The whole world's gone morally insane. Exactly. Then. And they go into these mega cities where they have to, you know, re- rebuild society based in the neo feudalistic Japan style where everyone is basically just. Wearing robes. Wear robes, and everyone's domesticated. Then the super criminal comes back. Uh, <laughs> what's his name? Phoenix? Yeah. yeah, there's no guns. There's no guns. There's, there's no, no guns, guns in this But problem. he comes back and he's a, he's a, a pro martial artist. He's he's an uber killer. He can just pick all locks and all this kind of stuff. So what did he need? They need a, they need a cop from the, uh, the early... Who learned how to knit. He learned how to knit. Sorry. <laughs> he learned how to knit. <laughs> his, his skill was knitting. <laughs> and he knits a sweater. Yes. And there's no sex in this either. Yeah, or cigarettes. Or cigarettes, or With toilet paper. They have seashells. They have seashells, yeah. yeah. You can't curse, don't forget that. You can't curse, yeah. Oh, yeah. and all restaurants are Taco Bell. Yeah. Uh, uh, after the franchise wars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you can see how awesome it is. <laughs> it sounds excellent. I cannot <laughs> wait Jeez. to get home and see it, actually. <laughs> and then it descends basically into just nonsensical action for most of it. And if you ever go to Planet Hollywood in Paris, mm-hmm. they actually have uh, up on the ceiling uh, Sylvester Stallone up in his ice 
his ice cabinet oh. thing. No, you're so it's pretty cool. pretty cool. Dennis Leary was in that film, wasn't he? The comedian. What what part did he um, play? He was like the head of the resistance. Crowd. Oh, underground. He was. Yeah, 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 he was, yeah yes. that was him. Mm. Then he ended up after that and uh, doing the voice of the saber toothed tiger in Ice Age, oh, <laughs> which is a great career. Damn I suppose. Yeah. I suppose. No, it's kind of. Kind He's of actually a good comedian, though. He actually is quite funny. He is. <laughs> I don't know, but no, that is not actually in how this how this got made because it is a fantastic movie. And what I conclusion it. do they bring about actually Nick Cage just bringing it back very quickly? What what do they reach a conclusion about why he does? They were too busy freaking out and cursing about Can't. how bad uh, the Wicker Man was I'm and like, how other movies are. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what's minus the cursing. Minus yeah, the cursing. <laughs> minus the cursing. But um. I don't know. I think that's going to wrap up that part of the segment. Okay, but okay. but uh, I'm going to because that could last just forever. That could last forever. Yeah, and you know, it, it is too much fun to have. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to hit a break here. We're going to play our first song of the the show. And when we come back, I'm going to show you guys one of the best things I found from YouTube. I actually had I can't pay it off YouTube or off Crack.com because of the swearing. I've actually had to clean it up a little bit. Oh. But this is um, Jan actually on the way in was saying I want some death clock. So I'm going to play some Death Talk and when we come back we're going to break down bits and pieces. Connor, you want to say something? I haven't actually gotten around to watching this yet because the UCD internet won't allow me to view the site for some reason. Um, I cannot... I, I need to start watching it at home, I think, but I haven't gotten around to it. You need to. You need to. And this is The Lost Vikings by Death Clock. Getting the mates around for the party won't cost you anything but time thanks to Meteor's free text to any network. Meteor, your social network. <laughs> Lonely on a Monday night. Single. Surrounded by cats. We have what you need. Great 80s and 90s hits. All night long. Until 9 o'clock. Monday night photos. Only on Belfield FM. Half 7 to 9. Monday night excluding all Hosted by Joel Fitzgerald, Colin Crystal, Chase Nova, and a bevy of other musical guests. Sensually sleezing you with 80s and 90s hits. Caressing you, if you will, with Synthpop. No one can ever take that away from you. But after The Sorcerer's Apprentice, Bangkok Dangerous, Knowing, Ghostwriter, Next, Wicker Man, you need to be a little bit more selective about your films, Nikki. Selective, Gary? All right, for example, this just came in today. I've got it right here. You'd be playing a prisoner who asks if he can leave, and the warden says yes. And then I leave? Yeah, that's it. Not a very interesting story. So this is the kind of picture you shouldn't be doing. I'm in. What'd you say? I said I'm in. I'm gonna let that one slide, Nick, but your reputation is at stake. You have to be a little bit more discerning. I like being in movies, Gary. I know that you do, but you have to say no to some of them. Like this new one, where the hero is a Nazi who can only speak in adverbs. Let's do it. Wait, no, Nick, come on. Now, I want you to think hard about this, okay? You'd be playing Superman. I love it. Let me finish. Superman's cat. You'd be playing Superman's cat. I love it, Gary. And everyone on this bus is vomiting, except for your character, who has diarrhea. Count me in. A raunchy teen sex comedy shot entirely from the waist down. Absolutely. This one is literally a documentary about dandruff directed by M. Night Shyamalan. Oh, perfect. An astronaut gets lost in space and his body implodes. Except for his ass, which maintains consciousness and must find its way back to the ship. Brilliant. Oscar Schindler is not an action hero. He is now. 
People do not want to see an all-white remake of The Color Purple. Sucks for them. In a world where one man's dick hole is a black hole, we... Yep. Jack-o'-lantern comes to life, makes itself a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and becomes inanimate again. Hell yeah! A lawyer wakes up with his ass where his dick used to be. Cheech Marin has the voice of your ass from the writer of Space Ass. No! Great, Nick. We'll pass on this. We'll get you something better with Sorry, the... my dog was eating my shoelace. Whatever you just said, I'm in. It's the same action movie. They just changed the title to... To Kill a Mockingbird retold so that the black guy really did rape that woman. Why are you doing this? What is uh, wrong with you? You're a madman! All right. Listen. This one is a career render. You play a guy who can communicate with dolphins and uses this power to hunt them. Yes. It's a silent movie. Yes. There's a scene in it where you have real, actual sex with a puppy. Yes, yes, yes. And it's not going to be shot on film, it's going to be shot on fruit by the foot. Yes, 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 yes. Nicholas, I'm making this one up. I'm making it up. You can't say yes to it because it doesn't f***ing exist. Well, huh, let's get Bruckheimer on the horn then. No, Nick, I quit. You're a tasteless asshole. What? A tasteless Ooh, okay, okay. I do apologize. He then makes a movie call. But you can see how upset you can get when you're Nicholas Cage's agent. <laughs> yeah. So I do apologize for that. I do apologize yeah. for that. You know, that's the thing about pulling things off the internet, folks. And here on the internet, me, uh, the UCD and meme show, we do have to pull stuff from the internet sometimes. So, <laughs> Nicholas, so, so Nicholas Cage, eh? Yes. Sky. Certainly Sky. is an our fault. It is an our fault. It is an our fault. He is gone. Who's our technical manager? Uh, I don't know. I don't <laughs> know. That's you, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, something like that. Some crazy guy. Some crazy guy. Uh, yeah, so... Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Nicholas Cage Here's is... Here's a good one. Nick Cage as Johnny Cage from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> That's really good. Oh, Actually, good. what you're talking about here, Nick, Nick Cage is everyone. That is a fantastic... Just a fantastic blog here, and it is on our UCD and main page. There's UCD as a panda, as Captain Planet. Uh, I particularly like Nick Cage as pregnant Demi Moore. <laughs> I like Nicolas Cage as a Silver Surfer personally because I could see that happening. Did you know that Nick? Did you know that Nick Cage was actually meant to be cast as Superman when Tim Burton was going to direct Superman? Tim Burton was going to direct in the Superman. Ke- yeah, in the Kevin Smith written version. Yeah, it's Kevin oh. Smith written version directed by. Um, uh, who did I just say? Uh, Tim Burton. Tim Burton, thank you very much. Um, yeah, it was going to be um, Nicholas Cage. But he wasn't going to have a cape. He couldn't wear the Superman symbol. And it, he couldn't fly. He wasn't allowed to fly. Well, so what? Well, he's going to be a crack the, and the producer I, was a mental case. John Peters, the That's producer, cool. and I quote, the reason he, that he'd, the, he told Kevin Smith that he couldn't wear the uh, red, uh, red and blue suit and he had to wear a black leather suit and this is this is a direct quote because the uh, traditional superman outfit looked too faggy wait 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 Corey's that that's a direct quote i will post i will post the kevin smith interview on the facebook page no that is no that's a lie but john peters oh sorry go did you want to tell the end no 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 you go for it okay basically the next uh the reason uh, Kevin Smith pulled out of the project is because Tim Burton was going to bring on his own people. That's the official reason. The actual reason is that he he wanted the ending to be written where Superman fights a gigantic spider. Oh my oh, god, I've I heard see, this before. Yeah. A gigantic I've heard this spider. <laughs> and then what happens made two years later on, Wild Wild West yeah, comes was, out. Produced by John Peters. Oh my god. Who was, started out his career... By being Barbara Streisand's hairstylist. 
<laughs> Honest to God, then he ended up a Hollywood producer. Don't it was know a terrible it. film. I, I didn't like that film. The Go Away, Go West, Wild West. Wild Wild West. Yeah, yeah. I did not like that. One. Yes. Like Ken Brown. Though. Yet the yeah. Superman suit is too faggy. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> he also wanted uh, Lex oh, Luthor to get into a fight with polar bears as a tie-in for Coca-Cola. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. Uh, oh and he wanted um, what was the what was the bad guy? And it's going to be called it, who was it? It was um, Brain. I, no, not Brain. I, I can't remember. He wanted the bad guy in the Superman film to have a pet dog so that you yeah. could merchandise it, like Chewbacca. Yeah, basically. Well. And also, a um, ho- he wanted Superman to have a homosexual robot sidekick, also like Superman, or so, also like Star rats. Wars. John Peters had seen Mallrats, and I can't remember the character's name, but there was a gay African American in it. It goes something like that; would be perfect. For no, him. that was in Chasing Amy. Oh, that Chasing that Amy. was um, not holding. Uh, Whitey Hayton Coon. Whitey Hayton Coon. Yeah, Whitey it Whitey was. Hayton that Coon. was the comic book. I'm trying to think of his name now. Um, Cooper. Yeah, but that's who we allude, like, oh, we need someone like that for our movie, let's make him a robot. And speaking of which, Kevin Smith is playing Vicar Street tonight. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. I hope he's listening. Hopefully I, he's in a taxi right now, listen. and the taxi driver is accidentally tuned in. It's 107, 107.8, and yeah. he's just listening right now. If that's the case, uh, I'm a massive fan, Mr. Uh, Mr. Smith. I love Dogma. I thought Dogma was quite good. I'm a huge fan of Kevin Smith, but get this, get this for logic on my part. Had a ticket, sold the ticket, want a ticket now. <laughs> Was it when logic. you sold the ticket you needed money? I didn't need the money, I just sold the ticket. Oh. No, I don't get it. I don't get it either. Keep your mind. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. <laughs> Jason Mew's going to be there as well. Yes. Oh, the two well, of them are going to be there. I wouldn't have sold the ticket then. I know. That, it was silly. It was very silly on my part. Matt Damon or Ben Affleck? Not I don't think so. Oh, right, so. They barely wanted to be in Jay and Bob straight back. Why did they? I mean... What was the, I don't understand I, if again Mr. Smith if you're listening I don't want to cause well, Ben Affleck, why do they keep coming back and doing his movies well Ben Affleck actually looks at the camera and goes sometimes you have to do your friend's movie because you owe him um, yeah but um, uh, that was so, in Chasing Amy a uh, famous story is basically that Kevin Smith uh, pretty much started both of their careers which to an extent is true because Matt Damon is in Mallrats as the as the security guard yes and Ben Affleck is in Mallrats he as is. the creepy manager it's true. It's yeah, true. No one else from those films really launched their careers apart from Kevin Smith. Uh, also, um, oh, I forget Jason Lee from My Name Is Earl. Oh, yes, yeah, Jason sorry. Lee. That is very. He very was a true. professional skateboarder before that. Really? Yeah. No way. Yes, he was a professional skateboarder, and he worked for. Uh, oh, I always forget his name. Um, I read. I read his autobiography. Um, was it a skater? Was it? Yes, he was a professional. Station Peralta. No, he was the. Best technical skateboarder in the world. Oh, no, I can't remember. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, you're Bernd about, yeah. No, that, no, that's no. the best vert skater. Oh, uh, Mike Vallely. No, no, no. He's, no. he's, a street oh, he's old school. He's old school. Uh, this nah, guy is very old school. I'll look him up. Yeah, I do so. And here's the thing as well. You know, he's actually a Scientologist. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Which is unbelievable. So is the other guy who plays his brother. Rodney the Mullen. Rodney uh, Mullen. Rodney yeah, Mullen. Ah, uh, yeah, he is a legend. He is a legend. I didn't know that. I didn't know He was a professional skateboarder before he became... Um, an actor. An actor. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, uh... I've lost track there. Yeah, so you, you're still looking... Are you hopeful of getting a ticket now for tonight? There are tickets still on sale on Ticketmaster, so I, I don't really... I do want to go, but I've already committed to... Uh, they're like 40 quid, aren't they, Corey? They are. They're 39, like, 
uh, pound, or euro, sorry, I was about to say Great British Pound. The, the but, Queen's and then, pound. of course, Ticketmaster puts their own slice of charge on top of so it. I was worried there, because I thought maybe the euro and the pound had gone one-to-one, which would have been very worrying. <laughs> and I think on that Massive note, inflation. I think on that note, guys, do li- do go to uh, Kevin Smith tonight, you can still get tickets, and, you know, even check out his movies. I have, I actually do have stuff signed <laughs> by Kevin Smith anyway. And the movie, actually, that Jeff Anderson wrote, um, of course, the guy who played Randall, um, now you know that's a very good movie it's a very very good movie produced by Kevin Smith and it's worth actually checking out but um, I want to switch gears here and look uh, look at this thing I pulled from crack.com have you guys uh, ever seen the internet show um, does not compute yes yeah. oh yeah yeah okay well I don't know if you're familiar it with sounds like a prerequisite for working in here exactly exactly <laughs> have you seen the one uh, with the crazy kid who plays too much Pokemon it's it's triggering yes. something in yeah. the back. Of yes, my mind. he he uh, he tries to collect all the shinies. Yes. Well, here's the audio, and I'm going to cut it real quick because I think there is one S word in it. But here we go. One S word's fine, isn't it? I think so. Yeah. Four nine nine. Like most well-adjusted tweens, the Ben spends his afternoons daisy chaining Game Boys together, human centipede style, then forcing hour after hour of precious life into them and watching them come out the other end as the fetid waste of a squandered youth. And if you think I'm overreacting, you don't know the fucking meaning of the word. There it is! 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 Oh, my huh? God! Oh, hey! I didn't hear you. What is was noted for screaming I found it Archimedes when he intuited the law of voluminous displacement paving the way for fluid mechanics and dragon muppetization and what did you do you found a pony with a modest nature modest nature oh I get modest nature and flash fire Awesome. Awesome. Great nature. Abenzio, consider this an intervention from a stranger on the internet who's being paid to make fun of you. At your age, this level of euphoria should be reserved exclusively for making bugs fight or scrambled porn or some weird combination of those two. Otherwise, what kind of standard are you setting for yourself later in life? Oh my god, my heart's beating 100 miles an hour. I can't just stop. I can't stop. I can't stop. Now, if you ever discover something of actual value, you'll have to pants or something just to seem appropriately taken aback. No, it's just the wizard. But there's no way Pokemon alone did this. They just lack the pure, crack-like addictive power. Unless, of course, you scored some real primo ground jigglypuff. I think someone's enabling. I have to show you this email. I'm very sorry, Shiny Collector 7, but I will have to expose you for a second. Sorry about your luck. Don't give up. I can't wait for your pony to vid, especially. I really want to feel the excitement you'll feel. I hope this is enough excitement for you. No, Benz, no, it's not. It's a hundred pixel sprite of a pony. You should be writing sexist clubhouse bylaws or fearing the draft, not this. I was listening to my favorite band once again. Some 41. Really? No reason. That is a shame. And come on, you can afford three Game Boys, but you can't support your favorite band by buying an album? How's that add up? 25,968 encounters. Ah! Final. Yeah! 
Ben, you're tracking your Pokemon encounters on a graphing calculator to the music of Sum 41? According to the Nerd Index, you should be upside down in a junior high toilet around the clock. Either no one wants with you because you scream like a banshee or else... Divine intervention? Thank God this finally happened. Thank you so much, Dad. I really owe you one on this one. But somehow, I kind of doubt the Lord's hand was fondling your premium Pokeballs on this one. Dedications right now. Everybody. I'm trying to be biased or anything. Everybody had an equal share in this. And the worst part is, while this is probably Abenzio's most ambitious hunt for bullshit, yeah, okay, so as you can see, I had to cut it heavily from the original, and the original is up on, it is on my Facebook loads of time, I think I posted three or four times, but it's also on crack.com, we'll put it on the UCD and memes page later on, but guys, what do you think about that, seriously? <laughs> insane, man. Insane, like, the, the, insane. you know, I understand the Pokemon thing to an extent, yeah. but <laughs> to freak out that much over collecting... But it had a modest nature. nature. Yes. <laughs> Shiny ponytail, remember. It was important. Oh, my God, guys. I don't know. You see, I, I can understand people who play it for hours and, like, train their Pokemon in order to fight against people around the world. It's a strange thing to do, but, you know, we're all into odd things. We mm. all have weird habits. But collecting the shiny ones, but you know, well, just like... Connor, Connor, you don't understand. It's a shiny ponytail now, but someday, someday... It'll be a shiny rapidash. <laughs> <laughs> that won't have a modest nature anymore, though. But I, I assume if he was waiting for the shiny ponyta, he may have already had the shiny rapidash. Because does he not want to have a shiny one of every single evolution? No, he'll need a shiny firestone. Don't forget that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's the only way it's work. <laughs> no, but the, the they fun- banned those in my school. The what? They, they banned Pokemon, Pokemon cards. cards yeah. Oh. The same my school. Yeah. Uh, because p- kids were like, actually, kids were beating getting, it up. Yeah, yeah, nicked off them and stuff and. Uh, at the start of class, everyone would be like trading their cards and everything, and there used to be this just crowd of kids, just big nerds, just like massive kids, but they were nerds as well. They just kind of beat the crap out of everyone for their for their cards. <laughs> You've got an Alakazam. That's my That's the rarest card. <laughs> Give it to me. No, my mommy got it for me. Yeah. Bash. <laughs> Ner- you know, Pokemon is the only thing where nerds beat each other up for. You know, and magic. Have you ever, oh, oh, magic cards. Oh this. my god! Actually, if, if you walk down uh, certain points, you see the magic cards. I stopped playing magic. I avoid know. that staircase now. Yeah, but I used to play Magic the Gathering. I did too. Yeah. But Myself like, too. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> I don't. I'm normal. <laughs> I still have a bunch of them in the shoebox somewhere. I, I have a load. Of, I have far too many magic. I have like three or four decks. So yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> moving swiftly on. But the thing about that is right. This guy's YouTube channel. It's really, really scary. He has, like, <laughs> days of him just playing Pokemon. He just sat there playing Pokemon for days. Yeah, nobody should tell him that when he involves those shiny Pokemon, he no longer has the original shiny Pokemon. All right, so let's take our first break here on Nerd to Know Basis. Okay, so you're catching us on the podcast and you want to find out, well, what if I want to listen live and I'm not in Ireland? Well, the TuneIn app has you covered. That's TuneIn. Just look for Phoenix 92.5 FM and you'll be able to check us out live. Don't forget, if you want to contribute to the conversation, go over to Twitter. nerd 2 92.5 is our Twitter. That's nerd 2 the number 2, no 92.5 is our Twitter for the show. If you want to chime in, you can. Every Saturday, 5pm to 6pm, here on Phoenix 92.5 FM. Do you like wrestling? 
you like sports entertainment, you want to know what's going on backstage and inside the ropes, check out the Rescue International Desk here on 92.5 Phoenix FM every Tuesday at 8pm to 9pm. Listen live with myself, Daryl Connor, and my co-host, Mr. Bruno Rook. Broadcasting from the Blanchestan Centre, this is Phoenix FM. It's all about six movies that inadvertently made each other, inadvertently remade other movies. Okay. Right? It, it's really, really weird when we think about it, right? So we're going to run down Every this and go back. Every Western ever made mm. has been remade. No, no, no. It, it's even more um, more weird than that. <coughs> Home Alone is Die Hard. Um, yeah. Well, essentially. And when you think about it, you, you see the screens here. It's very, very similar. You know, like, there's certain screens in it that just... It looks exactly the same. Has very very similar plot to an extent because well, it's one. You can freeze shots in any movie and kind of compare them to another. Well, yeah. well, see that that's the one that's a little bit you know out there. Little Miss Sunshine is National Lampoon's Vacation. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah, also, I can see that. Yeah. Also, well, in yeah. the way that they're both journey stories. It's a great film. Though. Mm, true, yeah. true. Wally There's less sex in the Little Miss Sunshine. <laughs> yeah, well, that would be really creepy. Yeah. yeah. Wally is Idiocracy. Okay. And there are some scenes that look exactly like because you know they're both in a dystopic future uh Lord I, of the Rings is a fistful of dollars no 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 no, 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 no. <laughs> Fight Club is old school though <laughs> yes. Fight Club is old school yes. Fight Club is old school really? no it's only Sonic no it is, yeah. no, it is. It is. <laughs> the director, the director actually said it they have the house really okay yeah, yeah. No, the director actually said it and when you compare screenshot by screenshot it is Fairly, fairly true. And here's one that really got me, right? Atlantis, The Lost Empire, the little-known Disney movie. Yeah, from 2001. it's also, um, um, back to the future name, oh God, what's his name? Michael... Michael J. Fox? Michael J. Fox, yeah. Is Stargate from 1994. The even more obscure movie that nobody has seen that spawned lots of different uh, TV shows. And, and that's Russell. true. Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell that, yeah. You know what? That, that movie was so hard to get for such a long time mm. that I, I thought I made it up. <laughs> and then I found it. I think I've seen that on RTE at one stage. They show it really. They show it yes. from time to time, but you can, you can actually get it on Blu-ray. But the point of it is, you actually compare it shot by shot. It looks exactly like. So that's up on crack. There, I just wanted to mention that. We watch far too many movies, guys. We're, we're nerds. Well, yeah, we are nerds. But this not, is not a bad way. Not in a bad way. way. I have to do it's a nice way. You have to do it. Uh, I worked in television before. I didn't have to do it. <laughs> okay, it's an excuse. Damn you. <laughs> but what else are you going to do if you work in a movie store? Watch movies. Well, when we, I, yeah, we can't even watch <laughs> movies anymore while really? we're there. Oh, when I worked in Exhibition, I was told, like, oh, I worked in the games department sometimes, and I was told, uh, if it's a slow day, just go over to one of the pillars that games we have. Games department? You mean shelf? <laughs> no, in our one, we actually had an extra game underneath oh. Exhibition. And, um, Very good, actually. Yeah, uh, I'd just go over to one of the pillars where they have, like, an Xbox connected and play it for an hour or two. Oh, I wish I had that. That's awesome all I would do. It we is. It was. We had a PlayStation Move for a couple of days. They're the really guy, good. They're really the good. The guy demonstrating it. Yeah. The, PlayStation move, the PlayStation Move is actually a heck of a lot better than the Kinect, in my opinion. It is, because yeah. it picks it up a lot better. 
you know? Well, why is there no one... Like, the only thing I'm annoyed about is, you know, the voice control, which is actually one feature of the Kinect I would like. Mm. And, like, for now, M- Mass Effect 3 is coming out in March. Can't wait. March. I can't wait. I got my pre-order in. And, uh, you know, it has, the, it has voice... But, like, I don't see why, if you have a mic on your PC... Or, you know, if you have a headset on your PS3 or whatever, you mm. can't use the same bloody thing. I mean, surely it's just a, like it, you could do it with a software download pack. Yeah, they don't need hardware to translate no. voice. No. Just no. a software Completely. pack. Completely, yeah. I don't know. Uh, sorry, that's... No, no it's actually, that's a very good uh, transition, because something else I wanted to get your opinion on. Who is a PlayStation 3 owner here? I am. Okay, uh, so that's two out of the, well, three out of five guys here. Right. What do you guys think about these HD remakes, the collections? Personally, I'm a big fan, just because you don't have to buy them if you don't like them, mm. but some of the games, like, the, for instance, Metal Gear Solid 3, or <laughs> Metal Gear Solid HD Collection, oh God, it's you can get subsistence, <laughs> you can get substance, the yeah. two special editions of 2 and 3, and those games on the PS2, like, to buy them would cost you 60, oh, yeah. uh, 60 great British pounds for 3, I don't know how much down yeah. here. More, now you 100 can, yeah, now mm. you can get them on your PS3 upscaled to HD for, you know, twenty nine ninety nine. Well, no, they're, they're, it's 50 quid in GameStop, but I know I was in game yesterday. It's, it's twenty nine ninety nine 99 on Play.com. Yeah. Oh, well, Play.com, that, that's, that's a different it's thing. It's annoying yeah. because, like, that's the one thing PS3 now has got over Xbox 360 because they brought out the three splinter cells in HD. Oh, did? Um, yeah, yeah, they did. I'm so did annoyed. It. I love those games. Shadow of the Colossus on oh, Eco as oh, well. Oh, yes. I have that phenomenal the best games Shadow ever made. One thing that did annoy me is I own Ico so on I. PS2. And Shadow of Colossus. now it's been so devalued that I, if I, I could have got like, you know, 30 quid for the disc before this. Yeah, Dude, it used to be so rare. They were going Ico. First collection, right? The first, well, especially really good. I never played that. Oh, I dude, played so got it for a fiver in extra vision. You know how much they were going for on Play.com beforehand or Amazon as well? Two hundred and fifty pounds. No way. Yeah. Ooh. I swear is to God. That good? That's new, though, isn't it? Uh, no, it was not even new. Like there was a pretty damaged one going for fifty. When are they coming out? When, when is that HD? Well, that HD collection's already out. It's oh, been out well, since October. It's been out since October, and I went in and spent... No, actually, beforehand. It's been out since... Uh, September, September. September, yeah. September, it came, yeah. It, came out, it, it came out around the same time as Dead Island, and I had to choose one or the other. Right I now, chose zombies. Right now, if you go to game on Dawson Street, you can get it. Oh, yeah. cool. But before somebody who's listening runs in and goes, Ha ha, screw you, Rob. Uh, <laughs> take that, you see the enemy. and I loved it. And there were certain references to Ico apparently in it that I didn't get because I never played the first. Well, game. it isn't a sequel per se. It's a kind of no. But there's references like the thing on the horse's mane. Yeah, it's set several thousand years after uh, Ico is set several thousand years after Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah, it, it's a spiritual it's a sequel because there's actually very little like dialogue in uh, the second one. So you kind of don't there, really. So there is actually a novel written by a jo- Japanese author called Castle in the Mist, right. based on Ico that explains kind of the whole story behind it. Oh, okay. So you can look that up. Uh, it, obviously, it was in Japanese, but somebody went to great care uh, to translate. translating it. So it's on Amazon now. Hmm. Cool. But there's also the God of War series as well, the two uh, volumes, and they're pretty I, good. I, I, that came in, and I missed it. I 
Oh. I, 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 we only got like four copies, and I was like, I played, I played the third one. I hadn't played the first two. Oh man, like, the first two are phenomenal. I was like, oh yeah, I'll get that next day. I'm in. I don't have any money, and then I came back in the next day. No. Connor, and I don't think they've uh, released them, uh, like re-released them in HD, but they have the old PS One games. A lot of them, uh, Final Fantasy games, yeah. Final but Fantasy Seven. That's <laughs> hard to, you know, if unless you have a PS One lying around, which I don't, you can't play them. Otherwise. No, 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 no. Here's the thing. And here's the discovery I made about two months ago. You can actually play your PS1 games on the PS3. Can you? Yes. Yes, yes you can. Yes, you oh, can. Final Fantasy VII lying around somewhere. Might there you go. And, you know, people who are maybe listening to this don't know that. Because I didn't know that. Because I would be afraid of it kind of really I didn't know messing either. up my system. Ah, I did. It's because I've heard horror stories about PS2 games. Oh, PS2, PS2, that's different. They took out the chip. Yeah. They took out the chip for the PS2. Yeah. But the PS1, you're able to play it. I, my PS3 uh, is, uh, is PS2 compatible. Oh, it's one of the old ones. You spent like 700 euro again. No, I went into game and it was actually cheaper to buy that than a new PS3. Wow. So I was like, is this one of the backwards compatible ones? Like, yeah, but don't say that too loudly. You also, you also <laughs> have everybody will be wanting more. Worst kept secret now. <laughs> You'll get killed on the way out. Mine's a mess. It kind of broke down anyway. The problem is one. though, because PS1 games, the casings of them were so fragile and everything, mm. they're quite expensive now to buy. They are. Like if they you are. go into uh, Rage in on... Um, it's off uh, George's Street. Yeah, it's it? on Fade Street. That's if you it, go yeah. there, that's a retro game shop. Like their PS1 games are quite expensive. Alright guys, so I hope you enjoyed that. A uh, little look back from the the progenitor of this show's format. A show called Yushi and Memes. Uh, so really great to, to go back and you know kind of check that out and sh- share it with a new audience I hope you guys uh, enjoyed that as much as I did going back through it coming up next however is an interview I've been sitting on for four years uh, this is all about Street Fighter Assassin's Fist now, this was actually uh, one of the shows that kind of tackled Street Fighter properly and it is rated now on IMDb at seven point out of seven point four, very uh, very action heavy, and I got to actually talk with one of the stars, one of the the you know on his journey from being a stunt guy to being a Hollywood actor. So uh, check it out, guys. Okay, so talk to me uh, first about your experience about getting into the movie industry. I know you started off as a stuntman and martial artist. Talk to me about maybe the steps to to entering and making it big in Hollywood. Oh, I've been... Okay, so I've been sort of... You're right, the route in was kind of through the kind of stunt martial arts side of things. I've been a lifelong martial artist. Um, I used to act in quite a lot of theatre as a kid, but... You know, in, in, in later years, it was the martial arts was kind of my obsession. And when I was about 16, I thought maybe it's not such a crazy idea me working in movies, you know, using my kind of martial arts abilities. Um, so my first big, I started getting into, I went to Oxford Brooks Uni and did a human biology degree. And I started getting into modeling and kind of extras work and doing sort of student shorts and acting kind of, you know, my getting, finding my acting feet. And then Batman Begins was my first big movie experience as a stuntman, as one of the ninjas, the sort of League of Shadows in the mountains where Bruce uh, Wayne trains, if you remember. Mm. Um, but, but that was a turning point, because up to that point I'd been focusing on becoming a professional stuntman and getting on the UK stunt register. And I suddenly realized, I've got it wrong. I want to be an actor who 
difficult to kind of to make that transition into into writing and directing a difficult subject matter which is like as you said video game movies which are usually terrible Why 
Yeah. And um, I think, look, writing, filmmaking is this scary barrier. People think, ah, oh, you know, screenwriters must be these kind of wizards of linguistics, and I couldn't possibly dream of writing a script unless I went and, you know, studied screenwriting. Sod that, pick up your laptop and just start writing. You know, write like a novel. The process of writing a script, for me, write long form. Mm. Like English comprehension or English composition, you know, all of those skills you would have learned in your English exams growing up are teaching you how to screenwrite, you know? Right. Understanding pace, understanding structure. Look, if you've got intelligence, go online and read scripts of films that you love. Start to study the structure of how these films are put together. How do they read on the page compared to how they play on the film? Buy books on screenwriting. It doesn't. If you were committed in a year of hard work, you could teach yourself to write a great script. It's just a lot of people uh, are scared. They, it's the unknown. A lot of the, a lot of the filmmaking industry is an enigma to people outside of it. Right. They see it as being far more difficult um, to enter than it actually is. If you just think, sorry, if they can do it, I can do it. I've got a good imagination. I'm articulate. I could write good dialogue or, or good set pieces or or good twists and non-linear structure. You know, just need a little bit of belief and try it. You can try and fail, you know, but you'll never know unless you try it. And it's like, um, that's kind of it, really. Okay. Well, let's talk about the movie itself. Um, there has been many Street Fighter movies before. Um, there's been several anime movies before, which have been quite yeah. good. Did you kind of try to st stick to the, the better side of the Street Fighter movies when you were writing it? Or did you just kind of go, I'm going to tell you know the Ken and Ryu story my own way? Um... I mean, the live-action movies were of zero reference because, for me, they were they were not Street Fighter. No. You know? <laughs> so we can let, let's, rule, let's rule them out to start with. But the anime, Street Fighter Assassin's Fist and Street Fighter Legacy, the kind of little proof-of-concept short that I directed before this, mm. I collaborated with Christian Howard, who plays Ken. Okay. So he's an... He's an we used to live together. Chris was kind of my protege in terms of, like psychography and whatnot um, has worked alongside me for the last 10 years. He's an obsessive Street Fighter player and knowledge as well, so to have two minds to be able to sit down and chew through all the animes, all the Udon comic book series, all of the game, look at what's strictly regarded as canon um, by Capcom, and the stuff in some of the animes isn't regarded as strict canon. But a lot of it is, is liked by fans and liked by us. So we're like, how can we tie together the, the best of the animes, the best of the comic series, and what is strict canon in the games, and create what is hopefully the definitive backstory of Street Fighter. Um, so yeah, we wanted to... We want fans to watch this and say, this is Street Fighter. My God, these guys have put in everything. No detail has been overlooked, you know? Mm. Um, and, yeah, rather than thinking, oh, we're just going to create our own story, whether that defies the canon or not, to blaze it with it, it has to be true, you know? Mm. It has to be true. I hate it when... 
and it's not. Take the last Wolverine movie. I'm a huge Wolverine fan, and when they finally said, look, we're doing the Japanese story, I was like, great, we're going to see, you know, Logan in Japan for 15 years and married to Mariko and, and training as a samurai and speaking Japanese fluently and knowing all the Japanese etiquette and customs and Yakuza and all the social structure and hierarchy. They threw all of that out the window and made it a fish out of water tale. Mm. Let's have Logan as the dumb, I know he's Canadian, but dumb American in Japan making every social faux pas possible, not speaking the language, not bearing martial arts particularly. I just thought, what a wasted opportunity. You yeah. know, the original mythology of this arc of Logan's life is so good, and you've taken everything that's good about it and thrown it out the window and put formulaic Hollywood fish out of water. Mm. that's not what we wanted to do you know it's like if we're going to make Street Fighter it's going to be true and you're going to watch it and say that is Street Fighter this is now the backstory and that's the aim I hope fans have now watched Assassin's Creed and are like that is the history of Ryan Ken and Gokan and Akuma and we need not look anywhere else for an explanation as to what their origins and motivations are you know well, one of the biggest things that uh, this movie's getting praised at is actually the fighting. You know, um, is that just because of the chemistry that your cast had? You know, being a martial, real, real life martial artist. You know, when you know people uh, and you fight, you train with them, did that help at all? Well, that's key. I think casting or casting Street Fighter is a real challenge because for me, there are only a handful of people on the planet that are even worth considering for each character. I don't want to get just great dramatic actors that need to be doubled. Because, as you said, believing these characters on screen, half of it is believing them physically. So they have to have the physique and they have to be able to do at least 80% of the action themselves. So in the case of myself, Christian Howard, Mike Moe, Gaku Space, there was no stunt doubling at all. Everything you see done is done by the actors. Every fall, every somersault, every real hit, it's them. Even Togo Egawa, who plays Gatetsu, who's 67 years old, he did the majority of the action himself. I mean, you can see it. I don't need to even tell you. You can see it for yourself no. how much he's doing it, and that makes you believe you're like bloody hell you know they're doing it mm. and um that's something that gets lost from a lot of the bigger budget um Hollywood TV shows or, or movies where they feel compelled to cast a name yeah and the real life action star is something of a dying breed in terms of actors who can really who have the ability of a, of a high level stunt guy or athlete um
you watch Rio and Ken bobbing up and down in stance in that final fight, mm. you're like, that is Street Fighter. That is Rio and Ken right there, you know? You can sense the passion. And, you can sense the passion yeah. as you're speaking, yeah. Uh, okay, well, one final question before I let you go. Uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing the movie. I haven't had a chance to see it yet, um, but I am a big Street Fighter fan. And for anybody who what has been slighted in the past, uh, from a fan's perspective, what would you say to them to to watch Assassin's Fist? I would just say that this is Assassin's Fist should represent everything you've wanted to see, but but, but never really been served by the, the bigger Hollywood adaptations of these source materials. Um, the music is there, the costumes are there, the backstories are there, the action is there. And it's a character story. Ultimately, you're going to get great fights, but it's a character story. And I think that's what will surprise a lot of people, is that you'll almost become more obsessed with following the plight of the characters emotionally and narratively than you will do wanting to see your next Hadoken or fight. And um, this is the start of hopefully a big ongoing mythology. And I think it's something made by fans of the mythology, ultimately for fans. So get behind and support the movement because we need more of this kind of filmmaking where it's made for the love and the art first and the commerce second. You know, mm. there's very little of that going on these days in filmmaking with the way it's structured. So, um, yeah, get behind it. And if you like it, tell a friend. Okay. <laughs> Joey, listen, thank you so much for your time, sir. And best luck with the movie. Thank you very much. Alright, guys, so I hope you enjoyed it. This has been so you're listening to the podcast you're like hey I'm not in Ireland how do I get in touch well TuneIn has you covered that's how you can check us out live when we're on the radio um, you go to TuneIn and download the app or you can check out the live streams on nerdthenomedia.com or phoenix92.5 FM if you want to get in contact with us it's very easy Media everywhere Media on Twitter Media Instagram Media on Twitch Media at gmail.com if you want to reach out via email hope to hear from you soon Check out the Rest and Rewind here on Phoenix 92.5 FM every Tuesday at 8pm to 9pm. And of course, over on NerdToKnowMedia.com, the only wrestling podcast by wrestling fans who don't hate wrestling. We'll see you then. Hey, Dara, what are you doing over there in Ireland? Like with the freaking leprechauns and everything. That's not cool. You should be over here with the cosplayers. At least then you could, like, I don't know, pretend like you got, I don't know, some kind of thing going on. Yeah, with that. You give me a Brooklyn Blade. Yeah, with that. Dick, Dara, Dara. I love it. All I do is just believe in the heart of the cards, and then I can. Thank you for listening to a Nerd to Know Media production. 